Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 335 of Sports. I'm Tony, and with me I've got Off-Road Andy. Hello. Tonight's episode's got a lot of good stuff, including the MLB trade deadline, how the Angels went from sellers to buyers within two weeks, and how the Mets completely sold off their team. We've also got some injuries that have already happened as training camp has gone underway in the NFL, and the USA women's team wins one game out of three but it was enough for them to move on into the next round. So Andy, what is the the main headline here to start with this uh this evening on the podcast? Uh, I think it's the uh baseball trade deadline where we saw a lot of activity. We did see some big names, but also some like small names. I just can't even keep track of everything that happened, but Yeah, it happens very uh, fast. Yeah, I tried to get get the big ones uh starting off with our local teams. So uh the biggest one was not even at the deadline. It was almost a week ago, I think. Yeah, the Anaheim Angels or the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Uh, Anaheim Angels to us that have, you know, homebred over here. But uh, yeah, we talked about it before how a couple weeks ago we literally talked about how the Angels should trade Otani. They should at least get something for him. And then they got hit with a very easy schedule where they uh, they swept the Yankees and then they took two out of three against Pittsburgh and then they swept the Tigers. And all of a sudden, immediately after that game against the Tigers, they became... Uh, buyers and they went out and got Lucas Giolito from the Chicago White Sox, great starting pitcher. And then they went ahead and added a couple bats, or they also got Reynaldo Lopez from them, which I should add on because he came in last night against the Braves and pitched two very nice innings, throws the ball 101, gave some chin music to Ronald Acuna Jr., which made him sit on the ground and stare at Lopez. And then Lopez responded with striking out, striking him out with 101 miles an hour right down the, the, the middle of the plate. And, uh, they decided to go out and get a couple a couple solid hitters from the Colorado Rockies. C.J. Cron, who uh, has played in Anaheim before. Yeah, a couple and then, former Angels. And then Randall Gritchick, who was actually drafted by the Angels. Uh, uh, also, one pick drafted ahead of Mike Trout also. And uh, they had their debut yesterday. I don't think C.J. Cron did anything too special that I can recall right away. Maybe a sack fly or something. But Randall Gritchick did hit a home run yesterday. So, uh, you know, it's nice to have a little bit of depth in their in their. Um, lineup now and yeah i mean they lost taylor ward probably for the season yeah he got drilled in the face by alex manoa who we have talked about probably more than any other pitcher on this podcast and uh yeah so uh that's you know the angels made some good moves and then uh let andy over here talk about some uh his the other local la team the la dodgers yeah the dodgers uh they traded for kike hernandez last week i it was in time for us to mention in last episode Uh, they did want to make some other moves and they He only ended up pulling off one big one, and that was uh, Lance Lynn and Joe Kelly of the White Sox coming to the Dodgers. So uh, Lance Lynn's been a good starter in the league for a while, maybe 15 years. Not having a good year with the White Sox at all, but uh, I think the Dodgers think they can turn him around. Uh, And Joe Kelly is uh, someone they all know there in L.A., uh, pitched on... Actually, did he pitch on the World Series team? I'm trying to remember what the timeline is, but he's been with the Dodgers... I think he was on the Red Sox when they beat the Dodgers. He was, and then the next year they got him. So I think he was still on the 2020 team, but I, I, it's just it's so hard. I think he was too, actually. That um, that seems like it makes uh, yeah. makes sense. But yeah, he's a fan favorite, um, basically only because he tried to fight the Carlos Correa and the Astros. He mouthed off to yeah. somebody on the Astros, and I it was probably either Correa or I think it was Correa because that seems like the guy that a lot of people went after. But uh, yeah. So he's got that reputation. 
Um, just a, a fun guy. He wears he wore a funny suit to the White House. So yeah, he was on the World Series team. He went to the yeah. White there House. you go. Um, I do remember that. A buddy of mine that uh, uh, I played so- slow pitch softball with and uh, just became good buddies with over the, throughout the years. He actually played uh, on like a summer team after college with Joe Kelly because he played. Uh, my buddy played over at uh, uh, San Marcos. And he actually played on a team with Joe Kelly and even said, like, he is a character. And another girl I know actually went to prom with Joe Kelly over at a Corona High School. So, local guy. And it, his second time coming back to the Dodgers, like we just mentioned. So, it's kind of funny how these guys uh, come back to teams, which uh, kind of, unless you already talked about Lance Lynn. Um, yeah. Did you want anything else to say about Lance Lynn? I have one more Dodger story. Okay, that's why. That's right. at the bottom here, but it's let's just get all the Dodger stuff out of the way. Um, they did actually, they did trade for a reliever today too. I didn't have it on this list, but uh, they also failed to trade for someone. Uh, Eduardo I saw Rodriguez. That today. Yeah, we were very uh, confused about that. Yeah. My buddy mentioned that to me today, and I said maybe he's hooking up with a teammate in the showers and he's just didn't want to leave Detroit. So, yeah, he's on the Detroit Tigers who are selling. They're not trying to win right now. Um, he vetoed a trade to the Dodgers. So he had 10 teams he can, he can veto, and uh, the Dodgers were on that list, and he did not accept, which is strange because. The Dodgers are going to be in the playoffs, and Detroit's not. I, I don't really know what that's about. Um, but he put the Dodgers on his list of teams he doesn't want to play for. So he just doesn't like California. Doesn't yeah, that's, like Dodgers. that's weird. Maybe there's someone on the team he really just doesn't like, or no. there's a situation where he's just – I don't know. That That's no. bizarre Like a, that somebody would not want to come – like get out of Detroit and come to L.A. where you can – you're in Hollywood. You have a chance to win a World Series. Very, very bizarre situation, if you ask me. There's got to be something more internal in that in my opinion. And the Dodgers were unable to add anyone else after that deal uh, didn't, didn't happen. So uh, Dodgers have, have a problem at starting pitching, uh, at starting pitcher there. Just not a lot of depth, uh, a lot of people getting hurt. So they're trying to kind of remake the team here. Um, and, you know, they got one starter. But, again, I don't know if Lance Lynn, even at his best, maybe he's going to be a back of the rotation guy. But... That's what they need because right now they're just throwing all these rookies out there and they're getting shelled every night, it seems like. Um, but, yeah, moving on from our local teams, I think the biggest trade uh, confirmed today, another guy going back to where he came from, uh, Justin Verlander, the Mets' big free agent signing this offseason. He's going back to Houston. Uh, it, funny how that worked out. Um, Houston could have just re-signed him, I guess. And kept the prospects they traded, but they also save money this way. I think the Mets are sending money with Verlander to, to pay for this part of this year's salary that's still owed to him. Uh, yeah, it, it's like it seems like why do we even do any of this, right? But uh, the Astros are still one of the best teams, and he's definitely going to help. He was pitching better the last I don't know couple months of the season. Uh, still one of the better pitchers, and the Astros. Similar to the Dodgers, the rotation wasn't what they thought it was going to be, and so now they uh, have another. They have an ace again. Um, I don't know. Were you was uh, shocked to you at all? I, I, it wasn't a shock because I saw that Verlander. I heard today that it seemed like Verlander was going to go either to Houston or to the maybe the Yankees would try to get him, but the Yankees haven't been. Looks like they didn't really try this deadline. Uh, so yeah, Verlander to the Astros is you know it's there, but I don't. I know he won Cy Young last year and whatnot, but I just don't think it's enough this year for Houston. I just don't think this Houston team is going to be a World Series. Con- I mean, I shouldn't say a contender because I think they can be a contender, but 
I don't think they're going to win the World Series this year. And I don't even think they're going to be representing the American League. I just think that, uh, and I know they get, they, you know, they're one of those teams that they get hot always in the playoffs. They just play in the playoffs well, but I don't know. Verlander, he's getting older. You know, I mean, it's like, it's, I just don't, you know, I'll have to see a couple starts with him because maybe it's one of those situations where, oh, he's out of New York and it was just maybe just a dumpster fire there and maybe he's kind of come here and pitch well. But uh, I'm not like, I don't look at this move and just be like, oh, wow, this is going to make the Astros win the World Series. Now, I think they're still right at like where I expected them to be. I, I don't know. You can't, none of these deals guarantee World Series here. Oh, no, of course not. I mean, they definitely help teams. And I think uh, we're getting close to talking about one of the teams in particular that I think adding pitching to the rotation is going to be really beneficial. I want to stick here with the Mets fire sale. Okay. Um, that's probably where you're heading. Yeah. Uh, Max Scherzer, this was, this was uh, a few days ago. Uh, he's going to the Texas Rangers. You're having I, a really good season. In uh, first Scherzer place. was not having a, a great season, but, you know, he's still... And so, I uh, we talked... I actually uh, saw uh, one of our uh, podcast favorites, Tommy, who uh, is a big Mets fan. It actually would be great to have him on here to actually discuss what he feels about all this this Mets season and everything. But uh, he told me that, uh, I guess, Scherzer actually went up to the the management after they traded away Robertson, basically saying, like, what the hell are you guys doing? Like, blah, blah, blah. And I guess the next day or something like that, they got rid of Scherzer. So it's kind of one of those things where I don't know. I mean, you know, and like Tommy was saying, he's like, you know, Scherzer's been there six months. Like, you know, the fact that he, him to go up there, but it's like, Hey, Scherzer, Scherzer, he's a world series. He's won world series, right? Was he on the nationals? Yeah. So he's been a world series winner. He's a great pitcher. Had a 20 strikeout game. He's had a no hitter, right? Not a perfect game, but a no hitter. Was it a perfect? He's had one of those. He's, he's gone a game without allowing hits. We know that much. And uh, so, yeah, he's, uh, or maybe he was close to a no-hitter. I don't remember now. I there think he are, threw there one. There are a lot of no-hitters. It's hard to remember. I think he that. threw one. But uh, anyway, he's, uh, he's a good pitcher. And it helps the Rangers because the one thing about the Rangers was with Jake DeGrom out for the season was a lot of people were thinking like, okay, yes, this Rangers team is good. They're one of the top-hitting teams, if not the top-hitting team in the uh, MLB. But who would be your day-one starter in the playoffs? And I mean, Evaldi, I guess, is having a good year. I know he's on the injured list right now. But I still don't think, like, Evaldi's your, you know, your guy. You want a legit ace, and Scherzer is it. But we do have to discuss, and Tommy brought this up yesterday, so I'm going to give credit where credit's due, is that Scherzer has struggled in the playoffs in recent seasons. So, you know, we'll see. And, I mean, Texas, you're in Texas. It's a hitter's park, especially in the summertime with the heat and everything. So we'll see. But nonetheless, I think it helps them out. And, uh, yeah. So did we want to you know get Let's to the next yeah the continue with the Mets they uh, got rid of Mark Kana who he's an on base guy he was on the Oakland A's he's one of those guys he always leads the league and hits by pitch you know if you guys have ever seen the movie Moneyball Mark Kana is one of those guys that it's like he gets on base and if you get on base that's how you score runs so uh, he's going to the Milwaukee Brewers uh, that division is something quite to talk about because it's a good three. Three man, uh, three team race right now between the Brewers, Reds, and Cubs because the Cubs decided to go on an eight game win streak, which made them buyers. Which uh, I see is not on this list, but we can talk about it when we get there at the end. Did they acquire someone? Candelaro from the Washington okay. Nationals, who is a solid little hitter. You know, he's uh, he was a decent. Yeah. He's a I, decent I know it was a bigger hitter. story that they weren't going to be sellers. Yeah, so and because Cody Bellinger was on the market, and uh, they said no, we're not going to get rid of him, and then they went and got Candelaro from the Nationals. Who is a, a solid, solid uh, uh, player, third baseman, utility type guy, switch hitter, 
He's got some pop in his bat. Was batting, I think, in the three hole for the Nationals, which, you know, doesn't say much because they're the Nationals, but still not bad. But uh, yeah, Kana's goes to the Brewers. And uh, yeah, the Mets became full on sellers. And then they got rid of uh, a relief pitcher today, uh, Damian Leon, who went to the uh, Los Angeles Angels. But uh, so yeah, they definitely became uh, and Tommy big Pham. sellers. Tommy Pham went to the yeah Arizona Diamondbacks. So Mets now are it's kind of crazy because uh, they were I think only like twelve to one odds at the start of the year. I mean, it's, I was just going to say this to you also as Verlander and Scherzer were on the same team again for the second time or the second stint in their careers because they were together in Detroit. And now one's on Houston, one's on New York. I mean, I'm sorry, not New York, uh, Texas. They're going to face each other in key division games here down the stretch because the Houston Astros are currently half a game behind the Texas Rangers. And who knows? Maybe that's a playoff matchup too. So kind of kind of cool actually get to see that. There will be a game, I guarantee, that you see at some point this season where it's Scherzer versus Verlander in a key game. It. I'd like to guarantee you don't, you it. You don't know that they're, they're hey, rotation spots. That's true. Like. That's true. But possible mm-hmm. let's just say that i shouldn't say guarantee you're right the season's coming to a close this isn't the first uh yeah. first month this is four months in and uh yeah scherzer and verlander are you know among the oldest players still going like they're they're i think is verlander 40 scherzer's approaching 40 um but they're not the oldest guy to to be traded today uh rich hill still playing i don't know if you were aware yeah i was uh, on the he, pittsburgh pirates has been traded along with G-Man Choi to the San Diego Padres, who they're still alive. They, I've heard, I heard both ways that they were considering moving some guys, even including maybe even Juan Soto. Um, they also were considering trading got trading four bigger names than Rich Hill. Um, but this is what they settled on. So uh, I just think it's interesting that Rich Hill is still going. Um, he was old when the Dodgers had him during that little run. Um, I think he's like 42, 43 or something. Pretty crazy. Yeah, he's not a. We'll see if that helps. I don't think that. I think Padres are dead on in the water, in my opinion. They're technically alive. Yeah. And there's a lot of good fundamentals with that team. Yeah, they like have. Blake Snell's been the best pitcher. So Blake Snell, actually, I heard, is now the co favorite to win Cy Young. Yeah. That's how hot he's been. I think it's been like 13 straight starts, and his ERA is 0.72 in that 13 game start stretch or something, uh, which is pretty remarkable because I, I just haven't been paying attention to the Padres, let alone Blake Snell. But. That was the thing with Blake Snell was he was very good in Tampa Bay and that's what he could give you. But he was obviously a little, he was injured a little bit over the last few seasons or a couple seasons or whatnot. And he wasn't his same Blake Snell, but uh, he's back to Blake Snell. And it's, it's kind of a waste that it's just, you know, the Padres are just the solid team and just not putting it together. So uh, what do we got next here on this list? Uh, the Rangers got another solid starter there, Jordan Montgomery. Another starter leaving a bad team, going to a yeah. good team, which the, could be a Cardinals change. Cardinals uh, traded a, a few guys. Uh, we want to continue with them. They also traded Jack Flaherty to the Orioles. Oh, I did not um, know so, that happened so today, Flaherty, actually. This was one of the last deals there. Uh, Very good. Flaherty was a good great for the young pitcher and just kind of had some injuries, hasn't really worked out. Um, but he's still young, um, but the Cardinals are ready to – Give up on them here, and the Orioles are one of the best teams, and they could always use just a little more. Um, every team could use just a little more. Um, so yes, <clears throat> it's it's interesting to see them being buyers at the deadline. Then the Orioles, yeah, well, they're trying to win. Well, I think I agree that with that though. They, the that, last... that was what they were. I would say weak with was starting yeah. pitching because they've got some decent starters, but I mean their their offense is I think solid enough to score a few games because all they all this team needs is a lead going into the eighth. I mean that Bautista guy is the best relief pitcher in baseball. And 
Yesterday, they were struggling. Cano came in and gave up a home run, had a couple walks. They brought in Bautista for a five-out save against the Toronto Blue Jays, and he did it. I mean, the guy's got a ERA under .90 this year. He, he's remarkable. I mean, if, if they have the lead going into the eighth inning, even like in the seventh, because in the playoffs, you will extend some of those guys a little bit. Like, th- this is a team that, you know, potentially could be hard to beat. I, I don't think this is their year yet, but I think they're a year or two away from actually being a legit World Series contender. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe yeah. they will actually be good this year. They lead the AL East, which the whole division is still above 500, which is remarkable because everybody just keeps saying, oh, the Yankees are suck. They're in last place. And I, it's true. They're not very good this year. But then you're like, well, they're also like four or five games above 500, though. So, I mean, it's like, I mean, how they don't suck. They're just in a very difficult division. If they were in the Central, they'd be three games ahead in first. Uh, then the last thing I have on this list, uh, Michael Lorenzen going to the Phillies, a uh, solid starting pitcher. Um, yeah, just the Phillies are also there. They're they're in the race. They're not going to catch Atlanta, but they're going to be – I mean, they're in a wild card spot now, but they're going to be there at the end of the year, I, I would assume. Uh, so they just want an extra pitcher there. Um, there were a bunch of other moves out there that happened. I didn't collect them all here. A lot of relievers are always changing hands at the deadline. Um, but yeah, probably some, maybe there's a big one I missed, but it, it's just hard to keep track of all this. So oh yeah, absolutely. Not my full-time job, but, um, yeah, the guy covers the trade deadline. So we got a couple more months of baseball to figure it all out, but yep. It should be an exciting last two months. Today is August 1st, which is kind of crazy. Uh, and yeah, by uh, October 1st, it will be playoff time. So, uh, should be a fun last two months in the MLB, especially now that seven teams get to make the playoffs on each side. So you get some some fun, exciting stuff. So, uh, what do we? Uh, what's the next on our headlines here in uh, the sports world? A quick NBA story, not really about any players, but um, it's a story I didn't know either. Looking on the notes here, yeah, uh, Mark Jackson is out at ESPN as well. So there was a story maybe a week ago about ESPN is looking to um, promote Doris Burke and hire Doc Rivers to be the A team. Oh, so Doc Rivers isn't going to coach a team this year, huh? Uh, well, he's definitely not going to coach because I think everyone's got coaches now. Um, mm, makes a good point. But this has not been ha- – this doesn't happen yet. He hasn't been hired yet. But that was the story. Um, and that Mark Jackson would be demoted to the second team. Um, well, it turns out Mark Jackson is, probably didn't want that. And so he is just completely out at ESPN now. Is there any rumors where he's going to go? NBA Network or something? Hopefully nowhere. I don't like him. I don't like him either. So, so I'm very happy am, about this. I am too. I, I'm not a fan. I, it'll be honestly, it'll be nice not having to listen to him and Van Gundy anymore. Yeah, you got to mix it up sometimes. Unless you have like John Madden or something. You, oh, yeah. You should mix up those teams. Who is your favorite like commentator ever that's not like a home commentator? Like Vince Scully doesn't count or anything like that. Like just out of like, like out of the networks, like ESPN, ABC, NBC. Like who was a Fox? Like who is always your favorite? Like that you were like you were like you know what I enjoyed listening to this duo. But, uh, I know I mean I'm I'm trying to think about it myself. So I mean I kind of on my own spot too. But I'm trying to think like who when I see you know who I always like and I think it's probably because of playing uh, Madden was I enjoy Gus Johnson. Yeah, and then he became like kind of like too much of a thing. Yeah, way excitable. And but when he was like I, like I'll never forget he actually announced the because it was on Fox the UEFA Champions League final when Bayern Munich beat Chelsea. And it was some late goal, and he just screamed it like it was the number one sport in America. And I was just like, it's it's pretty cool. So I've always enjoyed him, but you're right. It, it, once it became too mainstream and he started doing commercials and stuff, it was kind of like, uh, but uh, yeah. So you don't have one that you 
I like different guys. I like I like Ian Eagle. I think he's always good. Does both. That is uh, a funny name. Does NFL college football? And, yeah, different. I mean, they all do like all kinds. Speaking of, sports, of college football, Andy. Like, I mean, we'll we'll get to I the got football. A yeah, we're in here, but yeah, I mean, that's when I think I think the college football guys are good. Uh, Herb Street, I think. Yeah, I, I like that. It's like he was not a star player. And he's just a guy, and it's just like all right. And he's just kind of it's his life, you know. Yeah. Um, of course, he tried to do the NFL this last year. Remember on Thursday night? Well, yeah. you put anybody on Thursday I night. I don't they're know there if to, he's still doing. They're that there to year. fail on Thursday nights. Uh, Although I think they said Michaels. this year, if I'm not mistaken, that they were going to actually make the Thursday night games better watchable. That was last year they tried to make them better. Uh, it was still a disaster. It was. I wasn't a disaster. It, just, it was a disaster. Yeah. Thursday night football has just not yeah. been that great. Because you know what it is? It's, the, the, it's mostly like teams. Like granted, they're good now, but like Jaguars, Browns, or like. Dolphins, Jets, and then finally uh, Amazon paid a lot of money, and I think they got made better matchups. But I think you still had the problem of being Thursday night. Well, the problem is too is like the Thursday night too was like it was definitely a trend early on that I think a lot of the games were like was it either low scoring or high scoring? I forget. It was so, one or the other. It was like yeah. one of the things where like the first five games were Both all like either Monday under or over. I think Thursday they were unders. Were horrible games. That's right. With. I knew this year it was like the and Monday like, night. Al was Michaels like really was just bad. talking shit on the games like on lot like live. Like there's that game I was like Broncos Colts that was like twelve oh. to nine. I think it was like yeah, that was the game. There was no touchdown, <laughs> yeah, right? It was <laughs> so bad. Um, but like they tried to get good matchups. They thought that oh, was a Matt Thursday Ryan, game. Russell Wilson, this is gonna be a great game, and then it was just like no, that suck. Um, but yeah, we're talking about Mark Jackson. He's he's gone. Um, no no confirmation on who that A team will be, but. I'm I'm happy that he's gone because he just I don't think he had anything smart to say. He was a bad coach for the team he coached, and, and he annoyed me. So good riddance. Um, we were just talking about the NFL, so why don't we just move right on in there? Uh, we said before training camp started. Already been some big injuries, uh, including Joe Burrow, uh, but probably not going to be too big of a deal. Joe Burrow is probably going to be healthy by the the regular season, um, but. I don't, wouldn't expect him out there in the preseason or in training camp. Um, I don't know if you see any any further update there with Joe Burrow. No, I think they just said he's he's out for a little bit and whatnot. So I, I think he'll be fine by uh, come uh, opening day. I don't think that'll be anything big. Yeah, but I think the big injury that we got so far uh, was Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, name-wise at least. Um, well, I mean, I think Ramsey's still a very good player. He's still like 27. Or no, I'm something. saying like biggest injury so far per yeah. name because I think he's only out like six to eight, like four to six weeks. No, that he ended up having surgery. I knew he had surgery, but I thought it still said like six weeks. He could be out most of the season. Oh, uh, so if you didn't know, Ramsey was <laughs> traded by the Rams uh, to the Dolphins. The Dolphins are looking. Dolphins weren't very good on defense, but they had a great offense. And now they're trying to look really short. And they defense. got uh oh they and now they've they would have had like one of the best duos, if not the best duo, cornerback wise with Ramsey and Xavier Howard, right? And if I'm not mistaken, did they go out and sign Eli Apple? I don't know. Would that I, make a difference to you? I don't know. Eli Apple's <laughs> he's at least a name that he's people been, know. He's, yeah, he's been on like four teams already, though. Uh, but yeah, that, that that's a blow for a team that was looking like this was going to be a, a good year for them. Uh, but he'll be back for the playoffs. Okay, so Eli Apple is on the uh, Dolphins, and I guess he they had a quote where he said it's all love with Tyreek Hill. So I forgot that they might, they did have a little bit of uh, some scuffles around, but that's how top receivers and top uh, cornerbacks are going to have. Uh, I saw actually a great video today that I'll show you after this of uh, 
a Steelers wide receiver cornerback that got into it a little bit today, but it was a great catch. George Pickens versus mm-hmm. Joey Porter Jr. It was it was pretty incredible. Yeah, I think Pickens has been pretty vocal this offseason. Oh, no, he's good. Receiver he's going to be. I, I said that since last year. I said this guy is extremely talented. He will be, as long as he's got someone that can throw in the ball, he will be a top five receiver in this league very soon. He's 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 good. I stand by that. All right. Well, the next training camp story we have, uh, Jonathan Taylor, star running back for the Colts, has requested a trade after the Colts have uh, not worked with him on an extension. So I think Taylor's heading into maybe his fourth year. Maybe he's a free agent next year. I don't know the the details there. Um, but the trend has been running backs just don't get paid, and he wants he wants to get a longer-term deal. Uh, there was some rumor that he was asking for $16 million a year, which is just not going to happen. Uh, I don't care how good you are, how productive you are. Uh, Taylor is more of a traditional running back, like just a good runner. Uh, doesn't provide that much in the receiving game. I don't think you're ever going to get that kind of money from even the best running backs. But yeah. if you aren't like a McCaffrey type, uh, I don't think you're going to get paid at all. And that's kind of what's happening. The Colts are like, now you're under contract. Play out the rest of the year. And then we'll just draft another guy in the second round who will replace you. Um, and he doesn't want that. So I don't know where this is going to end up. Uh, the Colts also lost one of their backup running backs, so there's a little more pressure on them to uh, keep Taylor. But also, there's no pressure on them because the Colts fucking suck. Yeah, they're going to be starting a, a rookie quarterback. And it, it's going to be who bad. Wasn't good in college at all. It's uh, it's going to be bad. So why would you give Jonathan? Because did you also did you see what the the owner said or something? Jim he's Irsay, a, he's a crazy guy. He is a crazy guy, but he said something along the lines of, "They're not going to care if you're here or not, and they're not going to care if I'm dead." And it's like. <laughs> Like, it was something along those lines, and it was like, what is he saying? Like, Jim Ursay, I will say, might be, like, a legit, like, actually treats these guys like he's a slave owner or something. <laughs> like, he is, he's different. And, uh, yeah, Jonathan Taylor, I mean, wants out. Uh, and it's kind of crazy, because, like, last year, he was the number one running back all across the board in fantasy. Did not have a good season. Injuries happened. And it's like that, now people have forgot about him. It's like kind of like, you know what, you're not, are you even a top five running back, let alone number one? And I'm not sure he at this moment on this Colts team, I would say he's not a top five running back. I'm going to be that bold and say that he's not a top five fantasy running back. Yeah, I mean, what, what's interesting about uh, you say, yeah, he was the number one guy, like number one producer two seasons ago, kind of out of nowhere. I think people liked him, but they didn't think he was going to be this, um, I think 1800 yards or something. Um, but that was a team with a very good offensive line. Uh, that was a veteran, Philip Rivers, I believe. <laughs> That was that, that, that season. Um, a good offensive coach, good uh, – I want to say the, the the Eagles coach was the offensive coordinator that year. Maybe he had already left. I don't remember the timing on there. Um, but that's what – that's the whole point about how running backs don't have value is that it's so dependent on the team that the Colts had a good offensive line and a good running game, good scheme and everything. And then they didn't have it the next year and Taylor gets hurt and it's not as productive. Um, yeah. So it's really more important to have a good – offensive scheme that sets up a running back and a good offensive line that that helps them out than actually the true running back talent. Um, so I think Taylor was probably never as good as that uh, one year, but he also is still good and produ- he had been productive. He was good in college. Again, though, in college, he was the same situation of like, that's a team that's known to um, just get numbers for running backs. But yeah, just another little piece of evidence there about no one wants running backs. Like, I can't, like, if he works out a trade, no one is going to give him that deal he wants. That was kind of the similar thing with Eckler, where the Chargers are like, yeah, go f- 
go find your own trade. Um, if you can get an extension, then we will consider trading you. But it didn't happen. No, no team was going to give Austin Eckler, you know, a fifty million dollar extension or anything like that. So uh, you have to think this will be resolved. He'll end up playing, and then I don't know. I, I, would he be a free agent at the end of the year? I'm not sure yet, but. Uh, it's just, it's just the market's not there. Yeah, we'll see. I don't, I don't think he's going anywhere. Uh, so we got a final thing here on the NFL list. Uh, I'd really like to hear your opinion on this because uh, Sean Payton just calls out the old uh, head coach of the Broncos, Nathaniel Hackett, and uh, just something said something along the lines of basically like his coaching job last year was the worst I've ever seen in like the history of the sport, and we're just going to do everything this year that's the opposite of what he did last year. And kind of childish, I think, for a coach that, uh, you know, as, uh, you know, well-known as Sean Payton, a Super Bowl winning coach, to uh, come out and completely, you know, put down a another grown man about, like, his coaching job. And uh, also, but then I thought about him, like, this doesn't, this doesn't surprise me, because Sean Payton also was the head coach of a team that had a bounties on uh, players. So Sean Payton, I think, just at the end of the day, is just kind of a scummy guy and uh like probably looks like one of those guys that sits around with a visor at like a vegas pool party like creeping on all the chicks or something like that and i actually really enjoyed that aaron Rodgers, who i sometimes don't really care for the most but i also like kind of low-key enjoy aaron Rodgers. and he came out and he completely called him out and he basically said to sean payton like you know i i'm surprised you're that insecure that you have to bring down another man and at the end of it just said keep your keep my coach's name out of your mouth and I love that, and uh, it's a good preview because week five is uh, Broncos versus the Jets in Denver. Uh, I heard some that the current line is Denver minus one, but uh, I think Aaron Rodgers and company are going to have a little chip on their shoulder that day, and I think they're going to go in there, and uh, I know this is a far ways away, but hey, I think they're going to go in there, and uh, or at least I kind of hope they go in there and dismantle Sean Payton a little bit because I... There's no room for that out of nowhere. Like, I mean, he just decides to come in and like just talk shit, and it's like your team is probably still not going to be that great this year. I mean, Russell Wilson looked like shit last year and a year older. Can't imagine he's going to be much better. He might be a little bit better, but it's a tough division too. I mean, with the Chiefs and Chargers, I mean, the Raiders aren't going to be anything to talk about, but uh, they're third place in that division at absolute best. So, I mean, as long as everybody's healthy in that division, but I don't know. What were your, what were your thoughts on that with Sean Payton uh, talking shit like that so yeah. early? Uh, pretty horrible. Like it, extremely unprofessional he even tried to make an excuse that you know he still had his like tv mindset which is like no you've been you've been the coach now there for (laughs) a while actually um i know you haven't coached a game yet but like you were hired pretty quickly um but in in addition to that tv mindset's a terrible excuse because it's probably one of the criticisms i have about former coaches on tv is that they don't ever really call out former coaches like Bill Cowher and stuff. He'll never say a mean thing about another coach. He might have like a criticism about something, but they'll be so nice to the coach and try to make it not their fault. Um, so I don't know what he's even talking about. You can't really do yeah, that stuff. I, I would say if anything, it'd be the opposite. It'd be like if he was a TV guy and he said that and he was like, I'm sorry, I still got my coaching mentality. Yeah. That, that makes more sense than being a coach and being like, sorry, I still got my TV mentality because nobody on TV is ever like, what the fuck are they doing out there? Like, I mean, I mean sometimes, but they're never like, wow, this not, was, not he's the, a horrible coach. Not the like halftime crew. You'd yeah. see it on like 
Stephen A or something like that. Okay, well, yeah, that's um, that's a different thing though. That's yeah. what those guys' job is though. That's on you know ESPN yeah. on Tuesday mornings at nine a.m. Though I mean that's but, that's their job. So I I was kind of disgusted by Sean Payton even before all this because of his conduct last year when he was doing TV. Uh, he was openly lobbying for the Chargers job. It was a big thing um, for my team and big discussion point all throughout the season was Sean Payton wants this job, which means he wants another fellow coach to be fired. That's what that means. If you're trying to get a job that it's not like the Chargers said, we're firing our coach at the end of the year and it'll be open at the end of the year. So when you're kind of that uh, brazen about it, um, it's pretty disgusting when you're you're rooting for someone else to lose their job, especially a young coach who's trying to figure things out and you're just kind of putting it out there that I want this job. Um, and I think for selfish reasons, he wanted the job because he's like, I probably don't even have to be that good of a coach and Herbert will make me look good. Um, he definitely wanted to coach Herbert. That's the whole idea. And, and from his perspective, oh, I'll make him even better. But it's also like... I'm going to tie my, uh, you know, fortunes to this really good young player. Um, I know at like one of the games towards the end of the season, he even wore like powder blue and gold, like in his tie. <laughs> and it's like, all right, we know what you're doing. Um, and I was like, I don't think I want this guy as my coach if that's the way he's going to be. Um, so I'm glad that he didn't, uh, that they didn't fire Brandon Staley and they didn't hire Sean Payton. And yeah, now he's the coach of one of our biggest rivals. So. Uh, enjoy beating them hopefully this year. Oh, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll um, be in the league. Although they always, they always fuck up in Denver. At least one. Like, I was going to say, yeah, they'll, they'll definitely kick uh, their ass at SoFi, but uh, we'll see about going. Denver's a tough place for everybody, anybody in any sport. Yeah. Um, Denver sports always across the board have good home records. But I mean, yeah, then you bring up just like, yeah, I forgot this guy was uh, totally cool with uh, sending players to try to hurt a 40 year old Brett Favre. Yeah. Um, they were after shitty. Kurt and Warner then, too, right? Or was that a different team? It might have been. It might have been like a whole season long thing. I'm sure it was. Because I remember Kurt Warner saying, yeah, that was the whole thing. Because I remember Kurt Warner saying he felt like they were trying to hurt him that game. Like he even said he was like, it didn't feel like they were just trying to sag me. Like he said it felt like they were trying to injure me. And that was, and then months later is when the whole bounty gate came out. Like it was definitely, or maybe even years later. But I remember Kurt Warner for sure saying like, it felt like they were actually trying to like hurt me. Mm. And it's like, that's that's a scary thing because you can definitely get really hurt especially like that age any age but i mean your neck your legs i mean you know there's guys that have definitely been paralyzed in this sport so it's 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 crazy but uh any of that it for the nfl or we got anything else we wanted to shift to some college football news yeah i mean we'll have more nfl stories over the next couple weeks oh we've absolutely got, especially because uh I was, oh, we got a game this thursday the hall thursday, of fame game okay. uh the cleveland browns and the new york jets and the hall of fame game this thursday so uh football will be back Hall of Fame game is always really boring, but it's always that excitement for the first like half of the first quarter of like football's back. And then like halfway through the second quarter when the score's six to three, you're like, yeah, this, uh, we'll just, you know, we'll be ready for, you know. And they already got the third stringers in there. Oh, yeah. They won't even. Yeah. I don't even think a first stringers really even play in that. Who do you Hall say was playing? Game. I believe it's the Cleveland Browns and New York Jets. Okay. Because, yeah, Deshaun Watson really represents the Hall of Fame. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Great stuff. Uh, college football. Uh, and this is a story that might affect other college sports. I'm not sure how all of this is going to work, and maybe none of this will matter in five years. But uh, Colorado is leaving the Pac-12 for the Big 12, uh, so that's the third Pac-12 team to to leave the conference. Uh, it's all up in the air. That would mean that would leave a Pac-9. Uh, so there'd be open spots. There's plenty of teams that want to 
replace Colorado in this in this conference. Um, I think a an easy one would be San Diego State, uh, but then San Diego State isn't a conference already, and they'd have to like pay to leave theirs. Um, and in the, during the story, I learned something I didn't know about. Uh, I wonder if you knew this. Did you know that San Diego State played at uh, the Galaxy Soccer Stadium for two years? You know, I almost weirdly feel like I've heard that before because they were a big unders team for a while, too, because they would run the ball a lot and play defense, and then being on a shitty field, I think, helped. So I feel like somewhere in my past, I've heard it, but they, definitely didn't remember They definitely it. played on a shitty field before that because they, they played in the Chargers Stadium. Like Qualcomm? Yeah, so that got torn down. And San Diego State played in Los Angeles for two years. Yeah, so I, I guess I didn't really uh, fully didn't, know that. And that was in the it was the 2020 season where there's no fans, obviously. Okay. And then 2021, which maybe I don't even remember what that was like, but um, yeah, I learned that for the. I think first it was time. like minimal fans yeah. is when like around that. But, season. but who knows? Um, they so would much. be an obvious one because uh, the San, San Diego State's a better football program than Colorado and a better basketball program. They just played in the fucking title game. They're a very good school. But are they going to be a better um, football program now with Colorado being with Deion Sanders? All these recruits. We'll see. We'll see. Brought in everybody. Everybody wanted yeah. to come. He got the number one recruit. I think right. Like a cornerback uh, yeah, or something I'm not like sure. that. I know he got some good. Some we'll good we'll see. I think this year will be right. interesting. I mean, he's obviously Pac-12 is tough. The Big 12 is tough. So I mean, and then yeah, the other part is what is the Big 12? The Big 12 is a number two. They're leaving. They're losing Oklahoma and Texas after this year. Where are I they going again? Uh, Big Ten, SEC, SEC. Oh, ooh, very good. Um, very good. So it's all kind of a mess. Um, so I don't know if they're going to replace people. Uh, but it's like it's it's all stupid. The Big Ten is going to have eighteen teams and be called the Big Ten, and the Big Twelve is going to have eight teams be called the Big Twelve. It's and I don't know is Pac twelve going to rebrand? They were the Pac Ten for so long, and uh, I mean I, I don't think Bill Walton deserves this. Is what I'm saying. This is <laughs> too much. Um, but yeah, it's all it's all just keeps on changing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The Conference of yeah. Champions, no more. Uh, I mean, the problem here was that what the Pac twelve did is um they kind it's kind of a preview or of how the rest of the media industry kind of fucked up is instead of selling the rights, the Pac-12 started their own TV network, mm-hmm. a TV network that you can't even get on most um, providers. Um, and then they'd be like, oh, shit, you saw this on the Pac-12 network tonight? That means you can't watch it because no one has the Pac-12 network. Like you go to a bar and like, we don't have the Pac-12 network. We can't get it. Um, it was a terrible decision where like SEC just made billions of dollars selling their rights to ESPN. Um, so the rumor now is Pac-12 is going to get a better deal, but they're going to sell to Apple. So that doesn't help a lot of people either. Uh, but it's all it's all kind of a mess because if Oregon leaves, it's just over. I think that's it. That who's left in that conference? That's the only team I think really with a high profile. And if they're yeah. like, this is not working out for us, and they leave, then I don't know what they're going to do <laughs> with all of this stuff. But. Yeah, it doesn't matter for this upcoming season. Everyone's still going to be in those conferences, but it's going to be awkward, I think, at least. Um, the last season of the of the Pac-12 as we know it um, and the Big 12 as we know it. So. Yeah, sad stuff. All right, so we just got one more thing here, right? Yeah, the Women's World Cup. So uh, the United, we just wanted to give you guys a quick update. The United States moves out of their uh, pool but finishes in second place with only five points and only one win. And that one win came over Vietnam, who they only beat, I believe, 3-0. They were by far the worst team. I don't think they didn't score one goal in their three games. Uh, And USA only beat them 3-0. Then USA played the Netherlands and drew them 1-1. 
And then they played Portugal uh, technically today at midnight, though. And they drew Portugal 0-0. So to be concerned, I would say yes. I mean, the, the USA just, they have not looked good. I mean, to only beat Vietnam by three goals, to not score against Portugal, and then to only, you know, you only score one goal against the Netherlands. I mean, in three in three games, they scored a total of four goals. Uh, sure, they only gave up one goal, but uh, you're going to need goals to advance, especially now that we're in the knockout stages. We don't have the pull up for sure yet. It looks like, uh, we said it looks like they're going to play uh, possibly Sweden in the first round. Uh, is that official yet or... It's not official. We'll know tomorrow. Yeah. So there's still uh, three brackets that need to finish. So uh, this time next week, we'll be able to you know give you more of an update. By then, some of the pool uh, knockout stages will have been played because the games are August uh, this Friday. Yeah, U.S. is playing Sunday, 2 o'clock Pacific time. 2 yeah, 2 a.m. Pacific time. So uh, yeah, you're not going to be able to watch that game. Uh, and assuming they move on, they'll be playing August 11th, which is like next like Thursday or something. I don't even know next Friday. And that would be at 1230 AM. So they are, uh, they're just not giving us good times. And if USA wins that, they would play August 15th at 1 AM. And then the final is at 3 AM. So, I mean, you people probably will not watch one more USA women's soccer game. It's actually kind of remarkable to me that the finals at 3 AM, they just, but again, it's for the Australians. That's what matters. Not for us. So all these knockout stages are at awful times. They're at 10 PM. 7 PM is not bad, but, when you get into like the actual quarterfinals, you're looking at 6 p.m. is not a bad time, but then 12.30 a.m., midnight, 3.30 a.m., and then the semifinals would be 3 a.m. and 1 a.m. and the finals at 3 a.m. So that's... For any East Coast fans, those 3.30 a.m.s, those are fun. Yeah, that's... Because that's 6.30. 6.30, yeah, that's, that's... Yeah. Breakfast and soccer. Mm-hmm. That's what I think we did last uh, with the Men's World Cup, a lot of US... Yeah, the, I think the earliest game they had was the 7 a.m. start against... Uh, and yeah, bars did open a couple hours early to uh, accommodate to that. So, uh, but they're not going to be open this early. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Well, in New York, they are open. To well, the twelve thirty games, the bars are still open, but they will not be allowed to stay open. Can you do a lock in? Do they still do those? I don't know. I'm sure some places do. But uh, yeah, well, those are bummer times, I guess. I mean, it was kind of fun watching the first couple games. I think I watched like two games, but yeah, now they have uh, made it uh, virtually impossible. So, uh, or you can just uh, watch it on tape delay and August, destroy your phone or something. August 15th is also a Tuesday. So, I mean, if this if USA is in the semifinals at 1 a.m. on Tuesday, no one's watching that. On the August 20th is a Sunday at 3 a.m. So, yeah, again, I don't know. That's a bummer. You could do it if you really care. You oh, yeah. It. I mean, if you really care, I unfortunately do not. If it was the men's USA team, then I would probably care. But, yeah, not this. So, uh, yeah, that's our update with uh with the Women's World Cup. But uh, honestly, I, don't, I think you might not have to worry because I truthfully don't know if the Women's World Cup is going to make it that far. I'm, I I would almost be bold to say I don't know if they're no, going the to the world, semifinals. The World Cup will make it that far. The women's. Okay, I'm sorry. The USA. The US is out. We're canceling the rest of it. <laughs> the, that was, yeah, that was, that was bad on my part. The USA. You USA fans might not have to worry because... I don't know. I just don't know if they're going to make it that far. I, I think they're a team that could get knocked out. Honestly, they, the way they're playing, they get knocked out in this first round of 16. So, Well, if they do uh, advance and they play Japan the next round, maybe a little Oppenheimer revenge game right yeah, there. Yeah, that could know? be tough. And then I think what would be difficult is I feel like it would be Spain they would face uh, in the semis. And I feel like I don't know where England is, but I know England's a very good team. Yeah, England's at the bottom. So they would face England in the finals because – 
England's good. I think England is going to find themselves in the finals. Uh, I'll be bold, man. I'll say it'll, it might be a Spain-England World Cup final. I'm sorry, United States, but they just... Four goals in three games and only winning one is not not good enough. But uh, any, any thoughts for you for the Women's World Cup? No. No, nothing? So I think uh, we got anything else or is that concluded for us? We're, we're finished. We are finished. So that was episode 335 of Sports. I'm Anthony, and with me we had Off-Road Andy. Yes, thank you. And uh, also I said Anthony instead of Tony, but it's the same thing. But also I, we didn't mention at the beginning, but I'm sure you guys caught on by now. There was no Sean in this episode. Sean uh, had some work stuff he had to take care of and whatnot. So uh, Sean uh, is not available tonight for our sports podcast. And if you're one of those people that listen to sports and entertainment, he will not be on that show as well. But we promise you it'll still be a great entertainment show. So uh, thank you for listening. Please hit that subscribe button and uh, tell a friend. But uh, yes, thank you.